Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Grace Out Loud today. I'm going to bring my co-host, Marty Grisham, in in a moment. Yes, Grace Out Loud is back because I am back from Israel. So uh, we spoke about it. I'll speak about it again next week. But what an experience. Um, I started speaking some Hebrew to Marty backstage, and he looked like a deer in headlights. So it was... (laughs) It was a lot of fun. So welcome to everyone watching in the United States and around the world and to our team, our moderators. Thank you for helping us do what we do for the Lord. And here he is, the man of the hour, Marty Grisham. Marty, are you muted? Are you muted, Marty? Are you muted? Hi, Amanda. (laughs) I was saying Captain America here with American flag. Welcome back to America. I'm so glad you and Chris and the team made it back. Praise God. We made it back. What an experience, Marty. You, you and Jenny should come with us next year from May 1st to the 10th when we're leading this delegation with Dr. Ronnie Wexler. I'm really, I'm really tempted. I really am tempted to do that. Now I'm going to warn you, Marty, you're not going to find fried chicken or a cheeseburger over there. That's going to be a little tough. (laughs) <laughs> we're Sherwood all the way, Amanda. So we don't do that stuff. Anymore. Okay, good. Okay. All right. Good, good, good. Sherwood, Dr. Sherwood all the way. We love Dr. Sherwood. So well, praise God. Praise God. So you've been doing well. Every All the sanctuary doing well, all the beautiful animals growing and prospering. They are, except our air quality is under threat the next few days because of the fires in Canada. So please pray for the animals and our staff because we are taking extra precautions to make sure because the air quality is supposed to be so poor. Okay. Mm -hmm. And how's Beloved? Is he okay? Oh, my goodness. Beloved (laughs) has has been a a task lately. (laughs) Chris has been a task lately. He hasn't been feeling that well, so I... I got him some things that he needed and we're trying to get him to feel better because tomorrow he's supposed to have to go to the oral surgeon. Okay. To get some, yep. To get a a wisdom tooth in the back pulled. So yeah. So it's been, he hasn't been feeling well the past few days. So just pray, pray for Chris. Yes, ma'am. Sure will. will. Yep. As we go forth here, he may come in. Praise the Lord. Um, Caption this. Caption. Wait, we have to open up in prayer. We have to open in prayer. What the, I think it's my turn. It is your turn. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Prophet. Father God, we thank you. <laughs> oh, Father, we thank you. Father, we just give you glory and we give you praise. Lord, there's so much going on down here. Ark of Grace, Loudmouth Prayer, Grace Out Loud. Lord, we just, we just come together as a family before you and we just thank you. There's so much going on in the nation. There's so much going on in the world. But we, we just want to say we trust you. We set our eyes on you. We set our hearts on you. You've given us the name of Jesus. You've given us a name above every other name. It's exalted. You literally gave us a name that you exalted above every other name. So we come before you in that name today. And we bring your word and we bring our hearts open to you for you to speak. That this wouldn't be just a show or a grace out loud. This would be an opportunity for you to speak an opportunity for your heart to be shown, an opportunity for your intention to be made known, an opportunity, Father, prophetically for your own voice to just bring light to this nation, to the hearers, to us individually in our own ministries, our own lives. Father, we just lay aside ambitions. We lay aside all that we would want to do, and we just open it up for you. You reign and you rule and you speak and have your way. I just taught this morning, Father. I just taught this morning, or I, I'm teaching them. I'm sorry, I'm teaching tomorrow morning, Lord. On the I've been studying the, the the prayer of consecration. So, Father God, we we come before you and we say, not our will, yours be done. Your will, Father. We we can't do this without you, but we know that we fully have you. So we're going to be okay, but we're just going to keep our faith. We're going to keep our trust. We're going to keep our hope. We're going to keep our hand. We're just going to hook up to you, stay connected with you, and we're going to make it through. And some would say this nation will be dismayed. Some will say we'll never make it all the way. But I say nay. I say God is on our side. I say we'll win because in him we abide. I say we win. We've already been given the victory. 
We've already been made to triumph. So let's just start acting like it. Let's just start showing it. So we thank you, Father. We're on your side, the winning side. And Father, we pray for all the hearers today. Many of those are going through challenges in relationship. Many of those have had marriages that are hard. Many of those that have gone through a lot of hurt and a lot of turmoil. And even today, they're joined this show this night just for a word to them. Well, the word to them is, Lord, you love them, you hold them, you uphold them, and you'll see them all the way through. So we thank you, Father. You're good in your precious name. Your precious name. Be exalted forever. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I think we can just lay aside just everything and just let our hearts just talk today. I know you're busy. Oh, I know we're both busy, Marty. Yeah. We're both busy. Um, yeah. In fact, you and I are, are, are coming together on the uh, Thursday night before Reawaken America. Yeah, for sure. With Pastor Todd Coconado. Yeah. Yep, to do prayer and healing. Yes, prayer and healing. There, there it is. is. Right there. Yep, we're going to be doing prayer and healing with his lovely wife, Jenny, as well. Um, Which, so we're, there we're she is. We're going to a powerful time. There's her eyes. <laughs> there she is. Adorable <laughs> Jenny. She's kind of wearing like a Wonder Woman bracelet or a little Wonder Woman headband. So. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting one of those. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm telling you, I can see you wearing it. I'm going to wear it during the Grace Out Loud episode. Yeah. Um. So we have to do caption this. Yes, I'm excited. Let's do that. Okay, all right. Let's do caption this. Let's see what the first one up is going to be. Uh, there is Chester laying on Chris's Bible. Hmm. Just, just, um. Seems to me just like just founded on the just sitting and founded on the promises of God. That that is it. This is standing on the promises of God. Standing literally. on the promises of God. This is the literal act yeah. of Chester standing on the promises of God, so the Lord will heal him of diabetes. Unmovable. Yep, he is. I Chester is unmovable. Chester's about to get a lion cut in a couple of weeks, and I am sure we will have a caption this over this hilarious looking haircut. That he is going to get. Really? A lion cut? A lion cut. It's called a lion cut. So we will unveil it when that occurs. I wonder if I could do that with my dog. That would be so cool. You should, Marty. Oh, your dog would be adorable in a lion cut. Oh, my goodness. Precious. See, giving him ideas that Jenny is just going to call me about and go, Why did you give him that idea? I know it's coming. (laughs) I'm sorry ahead of time, Jenny. I'm apologizing. Okay. It wasn't you. It was the nation. The nation did it. (laughs) Well, praise the oh, glory to God. What in the world? What did they have a baby? Marty, what happened? You know, I can't even tell you. It's all clean. It's all Christian. It's just, they're just growing. I don't know. I have a caption this three is company. Three is company on plaid. Three is company on plaid. <laughs> That's cute. Oh my goodness. They just oh. keep multiplying, guys. Jenny loves plaid and we have it everywhere. That's and if you would say. like, if you would like to send um congratulatory baby gifts to Gumbo and Princess Andua, you could go to loudmouthprayer.org with their address. <laughs> that young man has sure grown up. He's already graduated high school in two months. Oh. Praise the Lord. Oh, I needed that laugh. Okay, good. <laughs> Praise the Lord, Marty. Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I've, 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 it's been a busy day and I've been teaching and studying for probably about eight hours now. So I have to tell you, and I'm not trying to be weird, but I'm really halfway in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think we can have, I, the Lord can really just, really just have his way today. Okay. And and a lot of times when you say something like that, someone will say, well, they're going to prophesy. Well, but what if we just. What if we, yeah, we could, but what if we just teach and preach? What if we just speak? Because that prophetic, the spirit of prophecy, if we could say the the simpler form of it, is just him giving us the utterance to just share his heart, his mind. And so, but I had, before we come on the show, um, I just really real quick, and I was just had what you and I talk about a lot, the authority of the believer Mm -hmm. and just what's our job. And we had a really good show a while back. And I think, in that show, we were saying the one with the authority is the one that holds the responsibility. I think I'd like us to just pick up with that and keep sharing that 
because so many people, I know they reach out to you, man, and they reach out to me more and more. And as they reach out to us, they're like, Marty, can you help us with this? Can you get your prayer team to pray for this? And every single time the answer is yes, 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 yes. But the most prominent person in their situation is them. It's true. Brother Hagen used to say, I hardly ever ask anyone to pray for me because hardly no one's more concerned about my problems or my situations than me. Well, yes. And the Lord wants that relationship with you for you to come to him, for you to develop that trust, for you to develop that faith, for you to bring your petitions before him. He wants that. That's how he grows our faith and deepens that relationship. And so, yes, you should be. You should be the one going to the Lord the most yeah. about yourself. When you when you were in the wheelchair and you mm-hmm. went through what you went through. Yes. Was there anyone that spent more time helping you than you? No. No, because Chris worked 10 yeah. hours a day, 6 wow. days a week. Yeah. Um he did we didn't have the money at that time to uh to get me an aid. My insurance paid for an aid twice a week to come 3 hours. That's it. Oh, wow. So that was it. I mean, the, Chris has had a lot of grace in his recovery and that he we have been able to get him things. Yeah, that's good. And I wasn't able to have. And so, yes, I had to fight for that with every ounce, you know, during the day, getting myself, you know, to the bathroom, trying to get myself something to eat, you know, uh, being alone a lot. I was alone a lot. And so, yes, I spoke to the Lord a lot. Barbara mentored me a lot during that time. And she was on the phone with me pouring into my life at that time too, as well as others. You know, you made reference to going to uh, eating and going to the bathroom. I mean, you just described about 80% of my day. So um, <laughs> I'm just joking. That's so, such a bad you're joke. Hard. When you're it's in a bad joke. and you're trying to like, you know, navigate and like, you know, even I take know. dogs out. I had an electric wheelchair. My insurance company paid for an electric wheelchair for oh, me. Oh, wow. And so Chris built a ramp. And so I was able to take the dogs out. Roxy, who we had at the time, who's now with the Lord. And, uh, so I was able to do those things, but I was, I was alone a lot for the Lord to deal with me without anybody else around. You know what I love about this show, Grace Out Loud, um, over the last year and a half, you and Chris and Jenny and I, we've got to know each other Mm -hmm. and we, and so I'm doing a show with a friend, with a sister, you know? I'm doing a show with someone that I know some good, some bad ups and downs. And you know, us too. Yes. Because life is about just being real. And the more you get to know God, the more you'll find that you can just be real with him and just say, God, that's most important. I really suck right now. I just used some bad words and I've been really angry today. And Mm -hmm. I did this uh, just a few hours ago. I just came to myself and like, Oh, under so much, so much is going on. And I just went to the Lord and said, Lord, and I just poured out my heart to him. And when I was done, I could just feel that grace there, that great, you know, acknowledging him will cause him to just show up. It's almost like how he inhabits the praises of his people. Mm-hmm. Well, he'll also can in, in, encompass and inhabit a time with you just by that communing with him and talking with him. And so listen, if you went off in an angry moment in time and really had a great conversation with God, he's okay. You're not the first person, you know, to just have a time where you're just communing with him. But in that conversation, um, come to grips with, and I'm not talking to you, but everyone come to grips with it. We're responsible to get us out of this working with him more than anyone helping us. And I want everyone to keep reaching out to me and asking me, because I'm, going to keep growing our ministry and and helping more and more but the first thing i can do to help people is see that they have authority over the devil to stop him that's the number one thing we need to learn and it it's the number one it is the number one most important to understand the authority through Christ Jesus we have because the enemy wants to strip you of that completely because that's where the power is that's where the power lies. And I will tell you, people don't like going through the process. The process is necessary for the yeah. Lord to teach you yeah. stewardship. You should be getting out of your own issues with the Lord more than anybody else bailing you out because you won't learn to steward or appreciate that way. 
the Lord had to do it with me step by step because it, it grows that responsibility in you. And that healthy fear, now a healthy fear, because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, that healthy fear of I have to be careful with what God has given me. I have to take care of it. I have to make adjustments when adjustments are needed. I can't let anybody push me around and say, well, we want you to do this now or move this person or do this. It has to be an order the way God wants it. And you learn to be careful with it. And, and and allow those adjustments and 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 deal with the stewardship when you walk out your own faith with the Lord. Yeah. You learn this. Yeah. I mean, this is this is from you know who you and I are. This is like a very beautiful pastoral message because mm-hmm. one of the things about the New Testament, one what I love about it is when you go through the epistles, Paul and what Peter and John, they're literally instructing how to have a successful Christian life. That's why I love when pastors and ministers, they share from the New Testament, what you're saying right now is, you know, you every single day, you're going to have challenges come against you. That's right. What do you do on the practical perspective? How do you come against that and take your stand and so I, I really love this conversation today because it's simple. It's it, there's no one it doesn't apply to. We all have things come our way, but the people that feel hopeless, the people who feel lost in the situation at hand, they are not embracing the authority of the believer, or they have lost that initiative and that spiritual gumption to take that authority and stand. That's right. And the authority of the believer has to do with discipline. And what the enemy wants to try to get you to do is to make emotionally based decisions where he can yank you in directions that you shouldn't be going. And the authority of the believer is really anchoring because we're soldiers in the army of the living God, checking our emotions so we can hear the Lord in that situation and then utilizing that authority through Christ Jesus and really being firm about it because our emotions sometimes will drag us all over the place where that's where our distraction is and we're not utilizing the authority of the believer. And that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to get you into complete a, a drowning of emotion where you cannot see straight the issue at hand because that's in front of you. You know, Amanda, if today, if you and I were stopped right now talking about this and we were jump over into the great, powerful topic of unforgiveness, mm-hmm. and if we were to begin to talk for 20 minutes and teach and expound the scriptures on unforgiveness, the majority of the hearers would begin to judge themselves. They'd begin to look at their heart and then, because you would mention someone you'd had to forgive, and mm-hmm. I'd mention the 8 million people I've had to forgive. Okay, that was a joke. Um and it would cause them because they're so they're so everyone has had that challenge of being done wrong, being hurt, being spoken to, being belittled, not respected, whatever it is, even physically abused, emotionally abused, whatever it is. Everyone has dealt to some level or another of having unforgiveness towards something done. And so it would cause them if we did a 20 minute unforgiveness section it would cause them to look at their own heart and begin to say, well, I do need to forgive my mom. I do need to forgive my old boss who would swear and belittle me. I do need to forgive, you know, a a spouse, an ex-spouse, whoever it is. But I want that same perception, that same mentality to superimpose on what we're saying today. Because this authority of the believer, it is every one of ours. And not operating in it is every one of our problems. It is a problem just as real as unforgiveness. It is actually greater. It is a greater problem because if you don't understand and perceive that it's our responsibility to stand against the devil in our own lives, Mm -hmm. if you don't perceive that, you're just trapped in a cycle trying to find the great anointed person that's going to help. And there's a a lot of great anointed people, and they love you, and they want to help. But the majority of the power is in your own hands. It is. And if people learn that more, the enemy would not have as many legal doors to walk through yeah. in their life. And I'll give an example. The other night, a couple nights ago, 
Um, I have I, I have uh, a, a close family friend, um, and and their friend's son uh, was being tormented tormented when i tell you tormented um and things happened when he was a child and and that opened the door and and so you know the enemy was off and running so i know what i'm walking into i'm going over there realizing that you know he's now defeated he's bound by satan we have to get him unbound so he can use the authority of the believer so sometimes yes the lord sends somebody to for, to de help deliver you to be utilized in that and then you have to take it from there and so chris and i went with one of our staff members and i felt the gravity of it going into it i mean wow. i i felt walking into the house the oppression was just could have knocked you over wow and um and 12 demons later at least wow 12 <laughs> demons and unclean spirits later wow um it, it everything lightened yeah. praise god and 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 we pray now from there you don't let them back a don't let them back yeah. and b use your authority they yeah. have no more legal standing they have been cast out they <laughs> have been bound they have been cast out and and they have no more legal standing and so people then have to take it from there and actually use this instrument which either is death or life it was one of the smallest parts of our body that has one of the biggest impacts in our lives is right here death and life are in the power of the tongue and we have to be careful the way we utilize that and what the enemy wants to do is get you to use this as a sword for you to fall on yourself yeah. Get you to speak, you know, cursings over yourself, get you to, to speak things over yourself that opens a very easy legal door for him that he can come in and bind and afflict. Don't give him that liberty. Liberty is freedom with responsibility. Do not hand that liberty that God has given you through Christ <laughs> Jesus over to the enemy. The other, the other night, a few nights ago, I woke up early in the morning and I said, I'm going to go to my recliner and pray. And I get in my recliner and I recline that bad boy. And I just prayed a little less than an hour, just praying in tongues, just fellowshipping with the Lord, came to a stopping place. And I felt the presence of something come in the room. Mm. And I sensed these words, I am here. Well, with those words, I got to say, well, is that Jesus? Is that an angel? Is that a That's demon? Good someone's here. Mm -hmm. I need to figure out who, and it didn't take long where I felt the chill. I'm like, Oh, so it's a devil that came in the room. Mm -hmm. Well, I said, get out of here in the name of Jesus. He didn't move. I raised my voice with a little bit of strength mm -hmm. and said, I command you to fly out that window. You, cause there's a window fly out that window. You just came in and he, he immediately took off, had to go. Hasn't been back. There was a time I wasn't functioning and operating in that mentality yeah. where I it would have sat there and just been hurt and bothered or whatever, you know, and been yeah. extremely intimidated. The authority of the believer is something that we must learn, something we must embrace and something we develop and we grow in and we grow in and we develop. I remember years ago when I was working for Brother Hagen's ministry. I was working there and I was part of a team of healing technicians. And one morning I showed up, we would spend three hours in the morning healing of the sick, healing, healing the sick, ministering healing. I showed up one morning as I grabbed the door handle to walk in the door. The Holy Spirit said, you will deal with a religious spirit today. Mm, now I'm not trying to make demons show today, one. but these are some good. Yeah. Yeah. So I opened the yeah. door and I said, religious spirit. Okay. And now I had gotten so used to hearing him talk to me when I showed up. The anointing of spirit of seeing and knowing was so strong there. It was just almost an, an everyday occurrence. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, Holy Spirit, show me what you got. Well, we show up and we get to minister to a guy and I dealt with a minister with a religious spirit. Well, here's the deal. That booger, and I call him a booger because I did children's ministry and you can say booger in children's ministry. That booger followed me home. Not the guy, but the spirit. And I had this heavy and this weird and this funky on me for mm -hmm. quite a few hours. And I'm almost feeling heavy and depressed. I'm like, what in the world? Now know that when I was there ministering to that gentleman, I was pounding. I knew how to hit a religious spirit. And I was throwing the word and pounding with the authority of the believer. And I made the little spirit. And I say little spirit, little weak thing. Just made it aggravated. It came home, tried to mess with me. It took a few hours. 
but I had to come to myself after about six hours. And I said, get out of here in the name of Jesus. And it left and I could feel the, well, a few months later, I show up and he said, again, you're going to deal with the religious spirit today. So same thing, the religious spirit followed me home. It took about two or three hours before I came to myself and caused it to leave. Mm -hmm. Then it happened again, Amanda, but he didn't tell me I'm going to deal with the religious spirit. I could sense the religious spirit in the person. And so now I'm ministering to someone and that spirit came home. And as soon as I walked in the door, I could feel it try to cause me to feel yucky. And I commanded it to go. We grow, we grow in our understanding that we have to be functioning in this authority. We do. And I'll tell you something interesting that I perceived the Lord showed me this morning because he was talking me to me about this. But he said, demons are not omnipresent. And they're not omnipotent and neither is Satan. He can't be everywhere at once and neither can a demon cannot be everywhere at once. And they're not all knowing. So within the divisions of the kingdom of darkness, because there are divisions, just like uh, in, in the heaven, in, in the heavenly army, you've got factions and divisions. You have the warring angels, you have the ministering angels, you have the cherubim, you have the seraphim. There's factions within that faction, say the spirit of fear, right? Because people are dealing with that in the nation right now. Yeah. It's not one spirit. It's a ruler that oversees an entire army yeah. of spe unclean spirits of fear that are then sent out. You're dealing with an entire army within these divisions of unclean spirits, fear, depression, anxiety. There's many of them yeah. in order to go out and afflict the way they do. They're not omnipresent. They can't be because they're not almighty God. <laughs> And we have to understand this when we're dealing with this, yeah. that you're dealing with an army of them, of the same spirit. It's just like there's a lot of conversation, especially in the days we live about antichrist. Mm -hmm. Well, John says there's many antichrist in the earth. He's talking about demons. Yes. And the, the, the demonic spirits that are antichrist. Um, I've come to find that antichrist spirit is very, very similar and associated with many of the religious spirits because religion is the opposite of Jesus. Jesus is liberty. Re religion is control. Religion is bondage. And, you know, religion tells you what you can't do with God or for God. And Christ, he tells you what he's empowering you to do. I remember years ago working in kids, the leader of the ministry of the whole children's department, she came up to me one day because a kid was running a little child. You know, we had 130 in this room. And so we give them 10 minutes before the session started, before I started teaching them to go around and play games and stuff. Well, a kid was running through and that's one of our rules not to run. And she walked over to me and she said, can you do, do me a favor? Can I show you how to talk to them? Well, I've got three kids already. I'm like, please, I, I'll take all that I can get. She said, don't tell them they can't run. Tell them they can only walk. You're empowering them with what they're supposed to do instead of condemning them for what they did wrong. And so this is where we are today with the authority of the believer. You've been empowered of what you can do. You're not just being told you got a devil that wants to kick you in the face, or you've got this problem and this problem. You're being empowered by God of what you're capable of doing. And that's where that authority turns into responsibility. You're actually responsible mm -hmm. for it. You are responsible for it. And I'll tell you personally, for me, now, I will tell everyone, too, if you don't have a copy of the Believer's Authority and yes. you want one, you can email us hello at arcofgrace-ministries.com with your name and address. We will buy you one and we will get you a copy. But every day, the scriptures that are in Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3, I recite. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of my understanding being enlightened, that I may know what is the hope of his calling and the riches of the glory of his inheritance to the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness to us who are to believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. That's the scripture in Ephesians 1 that Pastor Hagen spoke of that he himself recited. And then there's one in Ephesians three, Marty. I know you know this one. Yeah. I don't have it fully memorized, but it talks about love that you may know the, the height, the breadth and the depth that mm -hmm. you might actually know the love of Christ. But I've got the Ephesians one memorized as well, but the Ephesians three, I don't do it as often. So I don't have it. memorized. Well, you want me to say it? 
Please, you have it pulled up. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant me, according to the riches of glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in my heart by faith, that I, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that I might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, can you say that in uh, Hebrew real quickly? I'm going to, I am, I'm going to learn it because I learned quite a bit of Hebrew. Um, in fact, this is good evening. So this would be Erev Tov. Erev Tov is good evening and good night is Lila Tov. Wow. Eric yep. and Lila have toes. Mm -hmm. Lila Tov. Good morning is Boker Tov. We could go on and on. Boker Tov? Uh, <laughs> Amanda. <laughs> goodbye is Lahit Leot. That's goodbye in Hebrew. But you did so. really good. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. Good. Hebrew, I pick up. Isn't that funny? Of all the languages, Hebrew is the one that is coming the easiest to me. I wonder if you got a little Jewish, little Jewish. Can I tell you something I found out too? <clears throat> um, two things. The, the native Israelis over there that we met uh, and those who go back and forth and live there all said to me, you are Jewish. We know our own people. We can feel it. Wow. When someone else is, and you really need to research this now, uh, now, something interesting in my family line on my mother's side, the name Trotta is there. Hmm. If you do some digging on the name Trotta, it has some Jewish roots to it. Wow. Because I was reading up on it and people were writing that their great grandmother, who, whose name was Trotta, uh, used to teach them um, all the Jewish songs and, and, and the Jewish customs and the Jewish. So there's uh, we're on the hunt here. That's great. We're on the hunt and it's getting, you know what I mean? We're getting closer. <laughs> That's really good. Isn't that amazing? Just in the Lord's army, Amanda, in the Lord's army. We're in the Lord's army. We're in, we're soldiers in the army of the living God and we have to act like it. Yeah. You know, soldiers, what do soldiers have to do? Check their emotions and do a job. Yeah. <clears throat> in order to focus, to do the right thing. That was the one thing the Lord kept dealing with me uh, when this happened to Chris, what happened in, in 2019 yeah. during that process from the time he collapsed in the hospital and the transport and the, the Lord kept saying to me, you know, don't look at what you see. You, you have to put your emotions away right now. You cannot go there because of what you see. Yeah. You have to listen to my instruction and see beyond that yeah. to what I see. And so the Lord kept telling me that over and over through that whole process is that it matters what he sees, not what my emotions see. You know, not where my emotions want to go because of what's happening. And we, we see this problem, Marty, which is interesting. And I'll segue into this for a minute in the nation where people's emotions right now want to go to hopelessness, down yeah. rabbit holes. They shouldn't be going with junk yeah. intel. They shouldn't be going go to there. taking their emotions on a wild goose chase and getting them all bent out of shape to the point where they don't know which way is up and they can't hear the Lord correctly. Come on. That's what's going on right now. These yeah. rabbit holes have to stop. They are deep. They are dark. You lose your discernment because everything looks the same down there because it's so dark. Yeah. The Lord is far above that. He sees beyond into eternity. He yeah. sees beyond what we see with our natural eyes at any given moment. And we have to stop going to people as our salvation that want to take everything into darkness and hopelessness and despair, you know, or lies about what's really happening behind the scene. Because I'll tell you, yeah. honestly, the real intel, <laughs> the people with the highest security clearance only know. The real intel at the deepest levels, people with the highest clearance know, and it is kept airtight. It is kept airtight many times, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially if it's a serious, serious mission that could be compromised. Yeah. So we have to understand that. And, and you know, we have amazing men and women in our intelligence community that we know love the Lord. They're not all bad. We understand that, you know. But I'm saying people want to put things out there that is like that is like a fishing expedition and people get yeah. on the hook and then they're on the hook for something. That the Lord never wanted them looking at in the first place. Yeah. 
And we see that a lot it's, right now. It's really something, I tell you. Hmm. So um, I've never told this story before, and I can't reveal who it has to do with. Okay. But it's been in the last year, and it wasn't you. And it wasn't anyone, you know, that I do shows with or anything. Mm-hmm. But because I don't want no one to have big question marks. It's just someone that no one knows. But they're in my life to help me. And they bring good into my life. And God placed them there. And there's a price and there's a value that cost me to have them in my life. But it's well worth it because they're really a beautiful, glorious resource. Mm-hmm. And, a, and a few months ago, probably three or four months ago, I just began to really a something happened with that person and I very small little deal wasn't a big deal at all had to do with a few dollars and I just had this I just had this like turn away from them inside me I just had this anger that was trying to just really get me to turn bitter towards them and I found myself saying things to Jenny about them wondering why this thing happened and it's just a classic scenario it's a distraction it is a type of rabbit hole yeah, see, to get us focused off of what's going on. And so about two days went by, and I felt that this dissatisfaction, if I could be very light and just call it that, or this anger or frustration that I was feeling was not me. It was a little more than me. It was extra. It was a little bit of rage, a little bit. I was just really frustrated in this deal, and it really just kept growing. And I'm the prodigal son sitting in a mud hole of, confusion i came to myself and i said this isn't me i'm not an angry person that's easily frustrated and mad at people what in the world and i just picked up on this is a spirit this is a spirit trying to get me distracted to keep me away from a person who specifically called of god and assigned of god to help me and allow my prayer be a success pretty crazy and when this happened and i'll tell you i'll talk to you after the show and i'll tell you the situation okay if you'll remind me sure um but when it happened i immediately took authority over it and a peace came and a calm came listen sometimes i'm telling you the enemy is a diabolical crazy genius at just bringing this littlest puniest Mm -hmm. simple imp demon whatever thought pattern stronghold to just try to get in your brain to get you distracted from truth to get you distracted on some oh what's the big thing right now oh the big thing is Mm -hmm. prophecy about this and this and this and we'll get to looking at that when the word of god has everything we need for our successful christian living for today you're not going to grab a lot of those things and run with them and find successful Christian living. Those are all beautiful icing on the cake. And man, I don't, I want the icing, but I don't base all of my focus on that rabbit hole, that distraction, the word of God walking in the epistles, walking in, seeing the types in the shadows of the old Testament where God was faithful and then superimposing that to how faithful he is today and sticking to the word of God. It's the center of our life. And as we do that, as we do that, we'll stay off the distractions. But so much is going on. You know, there was prophets being attacked a while back. And that became, I'm telling you, a lot of people were really hurt by that. A lot of people were really disturbed by that. And it became a little bit of a distraction. It became a little bit of that, what we're talking about, of getting people just looking at the truth of the word, where they'll just keep growing thereby in the things of God. And the interesting thing about distractions is the enemy utilizes them in a wide range of ways. This isn't a one size fits all. This is anything. We have to understand something that there are familiar spirits out there with family lines with the nation that study, that study what distractions work best on you, on the nation. That's why it's good to know your weaknesses because you can identify it immediately and ask the Lord to fortify that weakness in Jesus name in you to help you because they study you and they know, and there's a big distraction right now going on in the nation um, with a certain group wanting to flail the rainbow in front of everybody. Want to flail it in front of everything, right? in front of the nation, in front of the highest seat in the land, in front of the church, in front of the 
And we have to understand the source of where it comes. Because when you understand the source, you deal with the source. You don't even look at that. You deal with the source. That wants to try to be a stake that divides. Well, then guess what? The word of God is living and active. It has the ability to pull that stake right out. Yeah. And cast it back to the pits from which it came from. In Jesus' name. Um, it, it happens in everyday life too, like you were talking about. Distractions happen, skirmishes happen, people get divisive, they get overly emotional, they get too sensitive, they get that, you know, it it's kind of like you and you have to have the emotional maturity in the middle of that to stop and go, wait a second, there's way too much swirling right now. Yeah. There's way <laughs> too many cooks in the kitchen. There's way too many voices trying to to speak, get their way, get their influence, uh, get their and and you have to stop in the middle of that, and you have to go into prayer, and you have to hear the voice of God above all of that. Be Would an Italian grandmother allow everyone to come in the kitchen and tell her how to cook? Never. Come on. Oh now. my! She would chase you with a pot. I'm not kidding you. And not with a spoon, but a pot. Italian woman, they are spicy. And they will chase you with a pot. They will chase you with a wooden spoon. They will scream at you in Italian. I'm not kidding you. This goes on. Uh, and so they will do that. Why? Because they are protecting what is sacred to them, right? Okay, if that's sacred to them, right? We, as believers, have to be more protective of what is sacred to God. Yeah, yeah. The soil of this nation, how it was founded, is sacred to God. Yeah. It is sacred. The word of God in the church should be sacred to us. Yes. Where we guard it holy. and protect it. It's holy. Reverence, yeah. It's holy. And not enough people have realized that even a faction of the church has broken off. And they don't care about what is sacred to God. They no. don't care about what is holy. They don't care about reverence. They have thrown all of that away for <laughs> the lust of the flesh and appeasing the loudest voices that the enemy is using to persecute. They have thrown all of that away. And if we start making our business God's business and what is sacred <laughs> to God, Bearing that standard and protecting it and guarding it and keeping it and fighting for it. You watch how quickly things disintegrate that are coming up against this nation. You watch how quickly yeah. there's a retreat. <clears throat> I feel the presence of the Lord all over that. Yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. We're living in dangerous times. Mm -hmm. I but the most dangerous thing is not reverencing the word of God and putting it in its rightful place. The, the, the most dangerous thing is to not go to the word of God but to go to news media and other outlets for what's going on today. That's become their salvation. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. And, and you wonder why there's such division in the very precious body of Christ that was completely formed in the redemptive realities to be one. It was meant to be one voice. It was meant to be one body, but even the world looks at the body of Christ and says, Oh, they're not going to get their act together. They're so divided. Even the enemy, Amanda, understands even though they hate everyone who's ever lived even themselves they understand how to work together they'll join up and fill up a whole street full of completely perverse demonic crazy although they don't even like each other you know what i'm saying because there's something in that power of unity the bible says in first peter 5 8 be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil is a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he can devour be sober be vigilant Wake up. Come on. Come on, McFly. McFly. Come on. Remember Back to the Future, Marty McFly? Yes. Wake Marty. up. <laughs> smell the coffee. Slap yourself. Spring some cold water on your face. Start every day knowing that it's our job to stand against the enemy. Find someone to pray. I need to find someone to pray for my kids today. I need to find someone to pray over my finances today. I need to find this. I need to find this. Well, first, find the word. I yeah. Someone called a while back and said, Will you pray for me? I'm like, absolutely, but I want to hook my faith with yours. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I want my faith to join your faith. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. So what I'm saying to you, brother or sister, is for my faith to join your faith, your faith should be upon scriptures that cover your problem. So tell me your scriptures, and I'll join my faith to your faith. And they're like, oh, you know, the, the stripes one. Oh, the stripes one? 
Oh, okay, cool. So what's the stripes one? You talking about the one in Peter or, you know, Isaiah 53, which one? Can you quote me the stripes one? Well, you know, by his stripes one, they didn't know it. Well, so how's my faith going to join their faith? They don't even have, they don't even know the scripture that their faith is supposed to be founded upon. I said to them, I love you. I'm not going to pray for you. Go find those two or three scriptures, get them and call me back. I will wait your call. You know what I'm saying? I want to help you, but I, there's no one more responsible than you. There's no one capable of taking care of the enemy more than you. So you do your part. And then the Amandas and the Martys and the Jennies and all of us and all of us out here, we'll do our part, but we need to join your faith. Well, that's just it. It's we, when we are dealing with something, we have a major role to play in that. And it is our faith the Lord wants to grow. It is our relationship it wants to grow. It is our uh, our spiritual muscles he wants to grow and exercise. Um, if somebody else works out, it does you no benefit. You can sit and watch somebody lift weights at the gym all they want. That's not going to help you no. one iota. You have to get those weights and you have to start lifting them and you have to start feeling the pressure and you have to start putting in the, the discipline and the dedication to that. And I will tell you the definition of vigilant just so people know, is keeping careful watch for possible danger or difficulties. Keeping careful watch. And that is something I believe that part of the church has failed to teach people. How to keep careful watch. People think they can do whatever they want and they're covered by the blood. That we don't have to keep careful watch. But we do. A soldier on his post has to keep watch. A watchman on the wall has to keep watch. We have to be aware of our surroundings and what is going on around us. We have to be aware of who's coming in and speaking what. We have to be aware that day, if in the realm of the spirit, we don't feel right. Something doesn't feel right. We have to be aware of those things and keep careful watch and be consistent with it. As the enemy looks for the inconsistency, he yeah. looks for people to start faltering and stumbling in that little bit of a crack of an open door. <laughs> he can stick his foot in yeah. and get in. He wait. That's why it says he roams about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Because what do lions do? They circle packs and they circle herds and they look for the weakest yeah. in the pack. They're not going to look to go after what is going to cause them the most collateral damage. They look for the weakest moment. And that's when they strike. They're opportunists. They're very opportunistic in the way they hunt. And they're very methodical. And we have to realize with the devourer, we are dealing with an apex predator. An apex predator. This is what we're dealing with. A formidable opponent that we have more authority through Christ Jesus, but this is a formidable opponent you're dealing with. Yeah. The three scriptures I had today, which uh, um, Luke 10, 19, behold, I give you power, which that power in that scripture means authority. Behold, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy, over serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing, nothing, nothing by any means shall hurt you. And then First Peter, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion, walk us about, walks about seeking whom he can devour. And then James 4, 7, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. All three of these scriptures do not say if the devil comes into your life. That's right. Because it's inevitable. He is going to come at you every single day. Listen to me. I know a lot of, a lot of uh, wonderful followers have joined Grace Out Loud, have joined Ark of Grace Ministries. I'm going to make this as clear as I can. If you're new and you haven't heard the authority of the believer, please get the book. Yes, please. Please, please read the book us. quickly. Yeah. Do a speed read and learn that it is your responsibility. The whole body of Christ fell in this goofy, crazy, insane mentality that God has some great sovereignty and anything he ever, anything that ever happens in the earth, he allowed no, no. He gave us authority, right? Now, is he sovereign? Yes, according to his word. 
but his word says he gave us the authority. So now it's our responsibility because it's our authority. Listen, when I get a, if I got a job as an employee and they said, Marty, here's some keys and these keys open all the doors to these offices and you're responsible for opening and closing the doors at the end of the day, I have to be the last one that leaves. I have got a responsibility because now I've got the key of authority. I've got a responsibility. I have, I have to perform. I have to get the timing right. I've got to be in sync with being there before anyone arrives, leaving there after everyone leaves. It's my job. It's my responsibility because I've got these keys to authority. Well, the authority of the power of God that's been given to us in the name of Jesus, all the new followers who haven't heard much about authority, you just found Amanda's shows. I'm telling you, get this book learn and study the authority of the believer. It is everything you've not been taught. Bad things are happening to good people because the good people are allowing it and the body of Christ is allowing it. It's not God allowing it. God has not opened up doors and say, devil, go have your way with them. He gave us the authority for us to close the doors. It's our responsibility to say, no, devil, I'm shutting the door on you. You're not going to come against my kids. You're not going to come against my finances. You're not going to come against my body. You're not going to come against my city, my state, my nation. I stand my ground in the name of Jesus. And that's what we have to do right now. You have to stand your ground. You know, put on the whole armor of God and stand. Because there are foolish people that have opened very serious legal doors in the realm of the spirit in this nation in a complete intentional attempt to destroy the foundation of the Judeo-Christian values of this nation and to completely destroy it at its foundations. And they have purposely opened these serious legal doors in the realm of the spirit. And the church better wake up and not take this lightly right now. This is a pivotal moment in our nation. This is a historic, pivotal moment in our nation. This is the fork in the road. We're here right now. We are here. And there is a decision to be made. Behold, I have set before you this day, death and life, blessing and cursing. I have set this before you, the Lord says. Choose this day whom you will serve. This is the choice. This is the valley of decision. We're here. This is the valley of decision for the church right now. This is your valley of decision, and it's going to determine, and I want pastors to hear me when I say this, whether you go through the valley of the shadow of death and you disappear into the shadows, or you go on into the things of God, into the promises of God, into equipping the people, into protecting the sheep. Into into raising a standard, into expecting them to be to, to come up higher, to go deeper in the word, to become spiritually mature. One of the biggest issues is emotional and spiritual immaturity that has plagued like an epidemic. The voices of the nation and the church, it has plagued it. And you know what? This plague needs to be over. It needs to be over. Spiritual famine, mm-hmm. spiritual deficit. Yes. Um, and Brother Hagan said it many, many years ago that the body of Christ would not even recognize the Holy Spirit if they saw him just because there's such a spiritual insensitivity. And and I tell you, even on the flip side, um, which we're coming to the end of the show, I, I wouldn't want to get into it too far, but there's there's even a possibility for people to get so focused on the word of God that then they begin to neglect the wonderful spirit of God. Yes, that is true. Yes. And it's, it's happened. It's happened. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some that are word camps and some that are spirit flow camps, but we're supposed to be both. Balanced. We're supposed to have the word of God. You know, it's like when you came and you didn't, uh, we did the, uh, the Tulsa healing revival, uh, that, that night you ministered. Excellent. You got up, shared the word, the word of God from the scripture, and then when we got done, the, the faith of the people had had risen to a place. Now it's time to minister. And we ministered for, what, an hour? Or, it was quite a while. But we had the ministry of the Spirit, the ministry, and then we also had the Word, ministry by the Word, and then ministry by the anointing. Mm-hmm. And so there's just this balance where we have to have the Word 
And really, and when I say the spirit, I don't want to sound, I don't want to confuse anyone, but what, what I really am trying to say is we have the word of God, which we can stand on and do our thing with, right? It's our center of our life. It's our foundation. But then we need to actually pull and tug on the spirit of God for his role to be evident and functioning in our life. We will, can get so busy at just, well, the word says this, but the spirit will lead you to this. But the word says this and this. Yeah, but the spirit will lead you to it. But if you're not up to following him, you won't have the word produced if the, you don't follow the spirit to the, to the production or the, the supply of the word. It's the combination of the word of God. Well, I know by his stripes I'm healed. But what if he's been leading you for six months to eat healthy? And then suddenly you're trying to, well, that's what doctors would say. Well, Dr. Jesus knows a thing about eating healthy. Well, because that can become a snare, meaning our, our soul, spirits, and bodies are connected. So if we're not taking care of the physical body, the soul and the spirit will suffer yeah. and one and vice versa. If we're not taking care of the soul and the spirit. The physical body can suffer. The, we're, these are temples. Our bodies are temples. We should treat them as such and we should care for them. You know, God is the great physician. He does heal people. He does. But you know what? Sometimes all options have to be exhausted first. You have to do all you can do. He expects you to do all you can do. And then he steps in and you see the incredible happen. And so that's a really good example because a lot of times that's thrown to the side and ignored. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Praise God. So it all comes down to that authority of the believer. Mm -hmm. I thought we covered some good stuff today. Really just our responsibility. And I really love when you said rabbit hole, I'm like, Oh, the distractions are so it's so God. wild. The mm -hmm. number of distractions that even the body of Christ are throwing out there. So many leaders are throwing, Oh, this is going on and this is going on. And it's just, it's leading people down rabbit holes, rabbit trails, I don't deer trails, pig trails, something, some kind of trail that's not of Jesus. We got to just keep walking in the word, but leaning on the spirit, pulling mm -hmm. for the spirit of God to speak to us, you know, spend time with the Holy, Holy spirit, lead me and guide me today. I'm expecting you today to quicken me, to speak to me, to give me notes of insight and instruction because I'm believing your word for this. You see, if I'm believing the word of God, by stripes, I'm healed. I need to be opened up all day long to hear from the spirit of God adjustments I need to make because it's the two working together. But many times we'll just go stand on the word, go stand on the word, go stand on the word. And the Holy Spirit saying, eat better, do this, change this, go to this doctor, even go to a doctor, even, you know, and I'm telling you, God will lead you even naturally to people that will help you. It will be there for you. Amen. Amen. Because when we're spirit led, we're spirit led in all things. Uh, and so I will tell you in this season, there is a serious pruning process that has started. That the And the Lord is excellent at pruning because when you prune, you don't want to chop off everything because it'll never grow back. He knows what to prune, what to cut, what to remove that was diseased, parts that were diseased, things that were a snare, a distraction, a problem, so there can be better growth. You see, sometimes people want to be too rash to just chop something off at the knees and it'll never grow back. It's got to be a pruning and God has to do it. You have to let the Lord go before you would do that. But that is happening in this season. That is happening in your lives. It is happening in the church and it is happening in the nation. And it's going to be simultaneous. That I will tell you happening in threes. Yes. Like you always say, man, don't be, don't be pruned juice. You say that don't all the time. I say all the time. All the time. Right. All the time. Yeah. Prune juice will do things to you. It'll, to your body. <laughs> to give you liberty. That's the cleanest way. We're it'll give you liberty. It'll give you liberty, not in Christ, but it'd be, it'd be liberty. <laughs> Praise yes. the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you want to look at it. <laughs> Amen. Well, Amen. it's good to be with you today. It's so good. I'm so glad you, you and Chris and the team are back from uh, you, your Lord. travels. It's good to have you back in the country. Praise God. I know. Praise God. We are back in the country. 
uh, and and it thank God it gives you even more of an appreciation yeah. for for Israel and 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 for the United States, even though things are crazy and topsy turvy right now. When you see what goes on over there in Israel, so and 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 Baruch Hashem, praise Gesundheit. be to God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Marty, for joining us today. Yeah, thank you, Amanda. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for Grace Out Loud. We'll be back in about a week and a half. Uh, so we will definitely announce when that's going to be. It's probably going to be on a Monday because this is a Thursday. Uh, we will definitely put it out on all social media platforms. We so appreciate Marty and Jenny um, and Loudmouth Prayer. And we are blessed that we get to do this together. So thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Keep the faith. Armor up according to Ephesians chapter 6. Stand on the promises of God, but move forward. Take action. Keep going forward. Because when you're going forward, the enemy is not stopping you or ensnaring you. Psalm 91. I say it every single day. I suggest you too. Uh, you as well right now do too. And uh, we love you. Have a wonderful rest of your evening. And I have to tell you something. They work. It is an alternative to big pharma based on quantum physics. Over 40 scripture verses written into these patches for everything from blood sugar, anxiety, pain, neuropathy, to immune system boost, dog pain. They are very sincere about um, having alternatives to big pharma. We are a big advocate of natural solutions to help with pain and, and, and blood sugar and a host of other issues. I yeah. tried the pain patches and, yeah. and they worked when I used them. When you connect it to your body, the skin patch changes changes your brainwaves. Sugar, this one is neuropathy. I actually have it on. And we use this on Toby, actually, because Toby's about eight years old. And from being paralyzed years ago and the Lord miraculously healing him, he has a little leftover with his joints and his hips. So we actually give him the doggy pain patches. What was he doing? He was running? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I walked him out and wow he's boom and he got power i said no way and i don't know i said amanda what what did you do to him to <laughs> so it's good if you are looking for an excellent doctor if you are looking to get healthier if you are looking to understand why the things in your body operate the way they do, go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood of the Functional Medical Institute in Tulsa, Oklahoma are there to help you with all of your medical needs. In fact, I am a patient of the Functional Medical Institute. And God bless Dr. Sherwood because Chris was a tough nut to crack on this. But after over a year and a half, Chris is finally on board. He is a patient of Dr. Sherwood's and him listening and, and implementing what Dr. Sherwood has taught him has made a difference in his life. So if you are interested and curious as to what they do, if you'd like to make an appointment, if you'd like to see what products they have, because they have some amazing products, go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. Thank you. You want to support an amazing patriot that's doing so much for our country and be a blessing. You can go to MyPillow.com and use promo code ARC. ARK to save up to 66% or sometimes more off of all my pillow products. They are so much more than just pillows. They have amazing bathrobes, they have sheets, they have slippers, they of course have pillows, and they even have dog beds. And I will tell you a fun fact, Noble, our pig at the animal sanctuary that many of you know and love, has indeed slept on a MyPillow dog bed. So if you'd like to be a blessing, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code ARK. God bless everyone. If you are looking for advice on financial matters, if you think gold and silver is something that you should invest in, go to bh-pm.com today. Andrew Sorcini of Beverly Hills Precious Metals, who's been on Ark of Grace many times, he loves to answer our viewer questions. In fact, he's answered all sorts of questions about gold, silver, the markets, even the real estate market he's been kind enough to answer questions about. So if you would like more information, if this is something you would like 
to invest in, please go to bh-pm.com today. That is bh-pm.com. Hello, everyone. It's Amanda Grace. I'm here to talk to you today about this incredible product that I use every day called Power Team. It is 130 raw superfoods. And I have to tell you, it is one of the most amazing products I have ever used. I take it every day. It helps me with energy. It helps feed my cells at the cellular level. It helps me with clarity and focus. It helps with so many things and functions in your body, including your gut as well. So if you would like to learn more about this product, if you would like to learn the 130 raw superfoods that are in this product, please go to the link below or you can go to arcofgrace-ministries.com and go to our shop section and you will find Power Team there as well. Thank you, everyone. If you would like to grow your own food with what we see going on right now in the world with not only food supplies, but what they are doing to our food, you can go to amandagracegrows.com. These are amazing hydroponic growers. In fact, we have one in our parrot room, and this is an indoor one we have where you can grow food all year round, actually. Vegetables all year round. And we are doing that, actually, for our birds and our animals at our sanctuary they also have outdoor ones they actually yield 30 percent more and grow the vegetables three times faster so if you would like to learn more go to amandagracegrows.com god bless hello everyone it's amanda grace i'm here to talk to you today about reawaken america i have had the honoring and humbling privilege of being able to be part of Reawaken America since the first one was had at Rima Bible College in Tulsa, Oklahoma in April of 2021. I have watched so many moments happen for the glory of God at Reawaken America. We have seen people healed, delivered, set free. We love to pray for people at Reawaken America. We have had the honor of praying alongside some amazing people uh, Marty Grisham from Loudmouth Prayer, Pastor Todd Coconado, who also deals in deliverance. And we have seen people's lives changed. We have seen them set free. We have seen people who are come seeking. And the Lord says, when you seek, you shall find. And you knock, the door shall be opened unto you. They have been seeking and those seeds get planted for the glory of God at Reawaken America. The word of God says it is the knowledge of the truth that shall set you free. And this is what we are doing at Reawaken America. You get biblical truth. You get a foundation of the word of God. And you also get necessary information right now to help you understand what is going on in America and the world. And I am humbled and honored that General Flynn and Clay Clark would even let me be a part of this. And People need the word of the Lord in this hour. That is what they need. They need those who are willing to boldly stand up and with the conviction and the authority from God, speak the word of the Lord into their lives. It is a catalyst. It is life changing. And, and we praise the Lord that we have continued in this. And we hope to see you at upcoming events that are happening this year. We hope we get to pray over you at these upcoming events.